focus of today, and that should be our everyday in God's glory. Will you pray with me now? Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us the gift of music and of your word and of your prayer of your people. I pray right now that for each of us, you stir up something with your Holy Spirit that maybe you may learn something today that we've not learned before, that maybe we feel something that we've not felt before, that maybe that you may be stronger people in you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay. So everyone, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Now imagine being in God's hands. Total darkness. You can see or feel anything. But you can hear. Can you remember a time in your life where it felt dark? Can you remember a time in your life where you couldn't see any light at the end of the tunnel? Can you remember a time in your life where you felt like all that was there was utter darkness. How many people feel very comfortable right now? No one. All right. You may open your eyes. I do that exercise because we can't remember what it's like to be in the presence of God's light without remembering what it's like to be in the darkness without Him. I mean, He's still there. It's still there, but it doesn't feel like it, does it? Darkness and chaos does not feel like God is there with us. But He desires to be glad in the dark. God desires to be preserved in His light and in His presence. Now, today we're going to be looking at the passage that was um, partially read um, in the message version um, of our Bible reading today, Exodus 33, um, 12 through 23. And the NLT version. If you guys want to follow along in your Bibles or in the version app, I just set out uh, that you look in case you guys want to follow along. So do that. And we're going to open up the Bibles and the version app to Exodus 33, 12 to 23. One day, Moses said to the Lord, You have empowered me to take these people up to the promised land. But you haven't told me who you will come with me. You've told me. I know you by name. I know it's favorably on you. If it is true that you are favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and you can each enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied to Moses, I will personally go with you, Moses. I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you're favorable on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us set your people and me apart from all other people on this earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I do look favorable on you, and I do know you by name. Moses responded, Show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, 
I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will cause Yahweh before you. For I will show mercy on anyone I see. And I will show compassion to anyone I see. That you may not look directly at my face. For no one may see me and live. The Lord continues. Look, get near me on this rock. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of this rock. And cover you with my hands until I pass by. Then I will remove my hands and let you see me in this time, but my face will not be seen. What? Let me be passive. God is literally there with Moses and going to show all of his glory to him. Now, as you know, if you've read anything about Exodus, or you've seen me read the Ten Commandments, which one of the best, by the way, um, God's presence is seen as fire. Or cloud. Now this time, Moses did not see the fire of the cloud. Moses saw God in all of his infinite glory there on top of that mountain. But God being merciful, knowing that Moses was the leader for the people of Israel, the Christians must have lost some of that glory because we are not holy enough at all. Without losing our um, physical bodies and being taken with them. So, isn't that crazy that God did that? But I'm so thankful that He did because we get that. We get to read that. And we get to experience a bit of His presence in our lives, don't we? The little lights in the darkness. God's presence, the little lights shining in the darkness, the darkness that we were feeling and thinking about earlier. That light is so awesome and powerful that it should actually change you. But God doesn't do that. God doesn't allow that to happen. He lets us see glimpses and parts of His glory. And we'll see we'll glory in heaven when we all get there. And we will be fine. God's presence is a mountaintop experience, an event that no one ever forgets. And being God's presence, is an intense moment of all things being in love. And just doing nothing to do with pain. Um, when I have experienced God's presence in the full that God will allow and as ready as I am, I just feel like I'm in a whole other place. Like I feel like I'm not on the earth anymore. I feel like I'm not, you know, really tied down or tied down to anything, anything at all. God's presence is an all-consuming love and it's an all-consuming presence that distracts himself around you. And we talked about that in the song. You know, God is so great that he wraps himself at night and you're his children, so he's going to wrap you up. I've experienced his presence in my car. I've experienced his presence here in church. I've experienced his presence many times in my life. God speaks to us and closes us with his presence in many ways, each and every one of us. I don't want us to forget that we all have our own special way to connect with God. And everything is the same to each one of us, you know. Not everyone can bring God's presence in the same way. So it's always been in spirit and worship, just playing the music. 
we are human, we are broken, we have our Savior, for those who believe in our Savior and Savior. But we still need something for God's presence. For God's presence is the manifest of the Holy Spirit. You know, we can't see God necessarily. We can also devote our time, health, and pleasure to serving 
others. You know, maybe you really like to make something look like they see their presence, or write cards, or take notes. And you thank God for that. Gee, that's awesome. You can also thank others by, you know, being a part of our church ministries. You know, being a part of service ministries, youth ministries, Sunday school classes, um, going out to the connection rescue mission, and which was really awesome. I'm really glad we're able to serve those people. So that is now your company and you again. So we love to serve others in that way. That's a great thing. And you're really fortunate. And the list goes on. Find out what makes you motivated to help people. What makes you motivated to spend time with God. Down eventually. 
there are people that need exactly what God can give through you. And if you're not going to be the same for every single person in this room, I would like us to know that. And I've said this before, each one of us has a gift. Or gifts. Multiple. That they can share with others. Part of mine are And I know when things are bad when I meet someone. I get this sense about them. I get the sense of their resistance. I get the sense of their pain. I get the sense of whatever. And it's taken a lot to get turned tight to not. I've passed that in a way to try to get rid of it. Um, so that has helped me grow in that. They don't have to live like that. They don't have to know and live in ignorance and in darkness anymore. And I don't know what it is for you exactly, but we need to take the time and seek God out, live in His presence, just as Moses did. He didn't stay on the mountain forever. He was there for a long time. He was there for 40 or 40 nights. Without food or water, he was just being Food or drink or people interaction, I couldn't do it. But then I realized that's my problem. God's presence and God's power and God's love is all sufficient for us. He's there for all we need. He can give us everything we need. Now, unless He's telling you to go on a mountaintop and not worry about food or water, don't go do it. Consult your physician. Consult, you know, consult your doctor before you go do anything like that. I don't, I don't know how to 
his heart to your word. And then, giving us the Holy Spirit to be able to understand God better, to be able to interpret his word better, to be able to relate to people in a way that is supernatural. Let us take that glorious presence with us where we experience that intimacy for our souls are connected with God, where we are humbled in knowing that we are not worthy, but also where we are safe to be able to be in that presence in the first place, and to also to feel and to grow in Christ. When we come off of our mountaintop, we need to walk down into the people to walk down and be amongst everyone. Because people are endless and tired and broken. And God wants us to walk in the light with Him. Because that's what Jesus did. And we are called to be like Jesus as Christians. I don't want you to change it. 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 I
So during the call, these are the people who are You don't need to be scared or shaken or go judge go beer. That's what that means. If you are worshiping God with these, that's all you care about. That's all I care about. That's all they care about. Let him prepare to call you forward. Let him move you in a way 